coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right. So how's it going, Rick Allen? Good, Brett. How are you, man? Good. This is going to be our first episode of the podcast for Paperstack. And this is our so initial. Excited, man. We've talked about it for so long. We're like, hey, we're going to, we're going to do this. And we just always, we start, it's just tough to find the time, but right now under the stay yeah. at home order, we've got time. That's right. This is our practicing of social distancing. Yeah. We're going to be trying to make this relevant to the current situation going on in the note industry from now and then moving forward episodes here on out. So that there's a lot happening. And so what we would want to do for each episode is cover a couple articles. We're going to have Rick share a tip that is something that would be good for you and your note business. And that's pretty much it. We're going to try to keep these straight and to the point under 30 minutes. And so that you, we know that you guys have a lot of things going on in your own life. And we want you to get in and get some knowledge, get what you need to know for now. And then some tips for how to run your note portfolio better and then get back to work. So that's it. So starting with that, this episode is, of course, sponsored by Paperstack. If you do not have an account as of now, please go over to paperstack.com and sign up and start browsing some notes because there's an increase in inventory right now. I've seen that we've had probably in the last two days, like six or seven seller onboardings trying to put a lot of assets on. So I don't know if you've seen that, Rick. Did you see Yeah, I did. I think we've had something. I think we had a 20% jump in yeah. just the volume of loans on there, which is, and that's over the past like 10 days. So it's remarkable. I think it's definitely indicative of the time people yeah. trying to get out of loans or people like, look, let's just go find another place to sell loans. I've heard there's rumors running around that there's some of the bigger hard money lenders that are on Pier Street, I heard, was having some issues potentially. Yeah. And we've had a lot of hard money lenders coming and flooding onto the platform. So if you're looking to buy hard money loans, they're definitely there as well as just some traditional QM, non-QM stuff. Nice. Yeah, all right, well, let's jump straight into the articles for today. Sometimes there is articles that come out but that are interesting, but these are interesting. So the first one we're going to go over is something that came out just today here on the 4th of April, is that the unemployment records is the highest since the last 45 years because of what's going on with the coronavirus. And that's going to really affect how the housing market works. And with all these people unemployed, being someone in your position that has been through 08 and seen things change, I'd like to get your professional opinion as a note investor, not only that as a real estate investor of what do you see is how we can, as note investors and real estate investors, how we can help the people that might become unemployed so it doesn't end up like something like 2008 where they were dragged around, but just overall your professional opinion. What do you think? Oh man, it's, there's a lot in that question. Yeah. Unemployment records, highest monthly increase in 45 years. Understandably, I think as you look at it and we've got, it seems every day there's one or two or three more states that are saying, look, there's a stay-at-home order intact. And from the looks of it, it's not going to be let up anytime soon, at least for Florida. I know we're through, what was it, through the end of April. Having talked to a couple of my family members who are in the medical field, working in the emergency room, frontline, fighting this. I've heard at least middle of May. You're yeah. looking at four, six, maybe even eight weeks. That's going to have a, it's going to have put a strain on people to do work. Starting mm -hmm. first and foremost, I think the first people to feel it were the, was the service industry. 
Yeah, um, right. So. They all just got they just got crushed because people with the social distancing and not being able to go out in public and go and congregate at restaurants or bars or whatever it is, people are losing money. And with that, the unemployment rate, people are filing for unemployment. Rightfully, thank goodness there's something there to help support them. And then we've got this the stimulus package that came out that President Trump signed, which hopefully should help. You look at it and say twelve hundred dollars. I don't know. That's gonna that's going to do a lot and it's going to, there's going to be missed mortgage payments. There's going to be missed rent payments. I've seen yeah. stuff out there about people trying to have a rent strike for tenants, not that. everybody agreeing not to pay. And yeah. something needs to be done really, because there's another article we'll talk about a little bit, but it's, there's a bit of a, a trickle down effect to where for the tenants, if they choose not to pay their board or their rent, which if they don't have the money, it's, you have to look at it and say, I need to either pay my rent or I need to get food or toilet paper if you can find it, or you have to make those decisions. And we've already seen something with the government agencies on mortgages and saying, look, we're going to implement some strict guidelines. I think it might be a good idea to just bring in that other article right now, a little white paper that was written for mortgage servicers. They're bracing for the new forbearance impact and the governor, the HUD stuff and the government backed loans, they've got strict orders. Like, look, you're forbearing these people's payments. And so the servicers are all kind of being governed by that. And they're like, look, we have to start not, we're allowed to work with the borrowers. They don't have to make their payments right now because of the financial distress that's going on. And the servicers are actually being encouraged to on their non-government backed loans which is where our investment portfolio falls. They're encouraged to treat those bars the same as the government bars. So there's huge implications across the board with regards to the small business, the mom and pop shop, the, the unemployment rate escalating. If, if the renters are not making the rental payments, then the homeowner, the investor who's on that, if they've got a loan on it, there's a chance they're not gonna be able to make their mortgage payment. If it's a government-backed loan, should that... Should that investor, if they've got a tenant in there, if they don't have to make their mortgage payment, should they be requiring their tenants to yeah, make? Very much, yeah. Do you think they should be having their tenants make the rent payments? I don't know. That's, I would yeah. say no is my initial thought, but it's interesting to see. We're right in the thick of it, right? We're, yeah, I'm seeing so. it from a note investor side. I'm seeing it from the business owner side. I'm seeing it somebody who owns rentals. So it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where, wow, you're getting to, unfortunately see this from all different angles. I still, I should mention the stay at home, Dan, working from the house, you and I are very fortunate that our jobs can be done right here in a digital world, such as a fashion paper stack, but we're getting to see it from all different sides and it's changing the way things are going. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. 
We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Yeah, I think so too. In terms of what you're saying with the, uh, the people that aren't able to make their mortgage payment, shouldn't have to rent. That's almost seems like whatever that rule is where, what do you call it? You have it a lot of, in the PSAs where if somebody's collecting on collecting rent and they're not paying it, there's a name for that. Oh, if they're not paying their mortgage, yeah. There's some clauses in there where you can have rents assigned, but I just think this is a global thing. It's not just, yes. Yeah. It's certainly, it's starting, it started out global. You get all the way down granular to the, you and I live in the same neighborhood. The basketball court is closed right now because the CDC says basketball is one of those things you're just not allowed to do. So mm. there's, they put a cone inside the basketball goal so you couldn't play if you wanted oh, to. Oh, I didn't see that. It's just That's one of those fun. things where it's a global thing, but it goes down to very granular to where even in our neighborhood, it's affecting mm. things. So I think one of the things people really need to do is just have some compassion. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you're getting shown compassion. Hopefully the COVID stimulus package is, is working its way through the filters in the banks. I know the SBA stuff, we started looking at all that and it's just, everything's a process, but for somebody who's having, if they're an investor and they've got a renter in there and they're not having to make their mortgage payment, they should not be making that renter make their rental payment. It's just. Yeah. The thing that's interesting to me is that if you look at the current situation, we are in 2020 how different this is from 2008. Yes, in 2008, we had social media, but if somebody's doing something that's just bad, like in terms of like really holding something over, like a lot of the companies are kind of scared. They're like, who's going to be the person that is going to get roasted? Because if somebody does, they're going to, the internet, everyone's in it together. And that, that would just, I think if you're talking about PR, make sure your PR is important right now because somebody can really blunder and really screw up their reputation. And not only for now, but I don't think people are going to forget this. It's so many screws up now. It's on social media. I always say, be careful what you do because it's like trying to scoop out, scoop pee from a pool. Once it's in there, it's gone. It's, you're not getting this thing out. And so. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And one of the things I also think is there's no reason not to try to help people out if you can right now, because I think there's going to be financially, there's going to be blemishes that come from this. And I think they're going to. They're going to be white, whether it's like if you miss your, if you miss a mortgage payment, which they've worked on a credit card payment, I think what happens is there's going to be this blip of, oh, it's going to be a blip because this is definitely going to be longer than a blip, but it's mm -hmm. going to be one of those things where people are going to be able to, there's going to be some rules or financial rules written over. Look, if you miss your payments during this time and it's because of this, Hey, there's going to be some forgiveness there and yeah. you can already see it. I can't believe they signed a $2 trillion. Yeah, I did the math on if there's 375 million people in the United States. And I'm like, wait a second, should everybody get more than 1200 bucks? It came to, it's like almost 7,000 per person. I was like, huh. Yeah, you got, they signed 2 trillion, but you got to understand like how it was worked out. 350 yeah. million to the SBA law. So that's. Oh, okay. That's what yeah, I did. So it's not in the, or to the, to the, the paycheck or securing your paycheck or what, I forgot what it's called, but so to where small businesses in an effort to keep their employees employed, you can mm -hmm. go get a loan that is two and a half times your monthly payroll. Mm -hmm. So your monthly payroll is 10,000. You can go get a loan for 20, what's that? 25,000. So 
that in unbelievable terms, 0.5% interest rate, the two-year loan, there's six months of no making payments and up to 75% of it can be totally forgiven. Wow. Yeah. It's just bananas, but you look at it, you say, it's great that they're doing that because then you're going to keep people getting paid. One of the biggest things with this pandemic is, especially on the medical side, is yes, it's bad. Yes, people are dying. But what happens is it's if everybody gets sick, it'll overwhelm the healthcare Mm -hmm. system to where the healthcare system, they just can't handle it. And the Mm -hmm. same thing is by putting these sort of stops in there, imagine if this wasn't there and people just started dropping and filing filing for uh, employment, it would yeah. be even higher because I know a lot of friends, a lot of guys that I hang out with, they're small business owners. A lot of girls are small business owners to the point to where like they serious conversations I've had with them over the past 30 days, looking at this is what are they going to do? We're in Orlando, Florida. And one of my good buddies, he runs an events planning thing, a corporate oh, wow. events planning. Yeah. So everybody's coming to Florida. He had yeah. like something like $2.7 million in cancellations in March. Jeez. That crushes Jeez. the business, right? Yeah. And that's very true. So yeah, that's, um, that stuff's scary. Yeah. Like my dad's, he was at Darden forever and he had a lot of stock in Darden and restaurants are closed up. I have heard something where they're trying to, I know, I forget where it was, the Morton's or something was selling off all their wine bottles. And so they were getting rid of all their current wine and it's like at a discount. And so that's. One way of doing it, because they're, they're trying to get rid of some of the stuff like that. I'm like, that's interesting, but that's all I've heard. I'm not going to order, if I can order takeout and kind of keep the business yeah. going, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. We're so. fortunate. Like you said, that we can do this order. If there's a, if I'm going to order takeout or I'm going to order from, I'm trying to focus on small business right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, anything the, I can the do, just like small mm-hmm. business. There was a big, I saw that in, at the very beginning, it was like two weeks ago somebody that we do business with, they were saying that they went to one of the nationwide coffee firms or mm-hmm. places you can get coffee, some of the, the specialty coffee stuff. And they had yeah. actually raised the price of coffee by 20, 20 cents. While this is starting, and I don't know, I hope that I don't want to say their name because I don't have all the facts, but I hope that's something that's not for real. But anyways, on that, I'm like, I'm just supporting all small business right now. Just because I know that they're the ones that are really feeling the pinch, really hurting. So I do what I can to help out in that, in that sense. But yeah. You, you make adjustments. One of my daughters has a piano teacher and she works out of her house and she's, and that's, I'm just kind of like, you know, that's tough. That's her whole sole business is teaching yeah. piano. And so for us, she was like, what do you want to do? I was like, we'll figure it out. That's when I decided that I was like, we got this. We can, if she can see you, it's just the same. She can hear you. We're just not there. And it's, we're not canceling. That's something like, I can do my part doing that and we're going to keep it going. Some things like this, there's a gymnastics USA. I was going to cancel that anyhow, but that's a germ fest. Like that's, it's very germy there. So beyond that, this, so as a note investor, you've given opinions on what you think about the current state of the industry. Where would your professional opinion be in if I'm a guy with a portfolio of let's say 50 loans and I'm looking at it saying, okay, I've got a percentage that are already non-performing. I got some that are performing. What's my strategy here? Where am I, where's my focus and what am I worried about? So right now the focus is going to be on survival because right now what's going on is ultimately you're going to have to probably fall in line with what's going on with the government loans. You're going to have to guarantee some forbearance on them. So 
hopefully uh, if that's happening, you need to go out there and take advantage of the SBA loans that are out there. If you're running mm -hmm. a small business, if this is your business, you have less than 500 employees, you can go apply for these things. No credit needed, no personal guarantee needed. So it's, that's where I would be. I would say, look, what do I have to do to get through the next, I'm planning for two, probably two to four months. Like mm -hmm. you have to do something to get through that because you're going to have people who are going to stop making payments on their loans. It's just going to happen. What's the percentage? I don't know yet. It's, that's the thing is this is really, April is going to be that first yeah. month where we look at it and say, huh, how many people didn't make their loan payment? And I'm expecting a big uptick in that. The thing that really stinks and that this is the numbers that people probably are not thinking about is so there's still taxes that need to be paid. There's still insurance that needs to be paid. And the servicers are still on the hook to pay those. There's nothing written in there that says, look, you don't have to pay these. So the servicers are now required to keep making those payments for the taxes and stuff like that. For like somebody like us, that's a pass-through thing. That bill just comes right to us. So now we still got those bills that need to be paid. We still got to oh. pay taxes. Still got to get paid insurance. And then when it comes time for the forbearance agreements, or ultimately what's going to happen is they're going to forbearance agreements are going to turn into loan modification. Because mm -hmm. when you forbear something, you just push it back a little bit and they have to payment plan to get caught. Ultimately, what's going to happen is you're going to have to do a loan modification. And so this is just going to, it's going to take everything you have and it's going to start stacking cost on there. Wow. There needs to be some, yeah, there needs to be some. And I know that every time we do a, a loan modification, my servicer is happy to take their fee pound of flesh out of us for doing mm -hmm. it. So it's, it, there's a lot of hidden costs here and hidden billions of dollars that are going to be charged. Work with your borrowers, do what you can to try to keep them pay. If you work with a small boutique servicer, do everything you can to work with them to avoid doing another loan modification and avoid doing yeah you have to you just have to work with them that's all there is to it really and just stay vigilant and positive yeah what speaking of on the positive note it, it does sound very gloomy right now is is there any silver linings you're seeing that you're like look you know this part sucks together we'll get through it but what is your silver lining what's keeping you hope alive in your mind for us we're using it as a way to there's several borrowers or if you got borrowers in your portfolio who haven't made payments in a while, or you've got, we've got contract for deeds that we're turning into notes. We're using yep. this as that restart mechanism or, Hey, look, we're going to go ahead and move it forward. And this way we're actually embracing the loan modification or actually the, the conversions. So we're just using this as a way to reach out to people and say, look, this is what we can do for you and come at it just from a different angle, but That's this smart. too shall pass. I think the more you can work with your borrowers, depending on, there's just different levels of relationships you have with your borrowers, but it starts building up some, some of that relationship back, which you have with them to where, oh I yeah, see that. they, they worked with me and maybe, I don't want to say it's a hundred percent, but maybe the next time that they're like going to make their mortgage payment late or miss it, that they're like, yeah, those guys worked with me. Yeah, it's it's happen, but it's just something you can do. It's the right thing to do. No, I think that goes a long way because at this point, people are going to remember where they were kind of like a 9-11. Granted, it wasn't like one day where it happened. So that's kind of like, where were you during this time? It was just, I was at home. That's pretty much all I'm going to say. I was at home. 
But I guess that's it. If you're listening to this and you are a user of Paperstack, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to be doing, bringing you on and hearing about your experience of your transaction, either as a buyer or a seller on Paperstack. And again, if you hear this and you're listening to it while you're driving or something like that, and you're just always wondering, man, I wish that Paperstack did this. We're all ears. So we listen to everything that comes over. We put it on the board um, every Thursday. I guess we put it on the computer now. We go through and say, look, this is important. People have asked for it. We say two-step tech. If we've seen something twice and it's something we can do, we're going to do it. So thank you for listening and watching our first episode. There'll be plenty more. And uh, yeah. All right, Rick. Uh, right. Next episode, we'll tell them the story. We'll tell them how Paperstack came to be. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm ready. All right, buddy. See ya.